The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. It's the Federal Football Report on 1500 AM and anywhere where you find your uh, wonderful podcast. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. You can follow Kevin on Twitter. Very active, by the way, at Stanfield. Yes. Kevin, I'm at Claude J Radio. And uh, the Washington football team, I've never been good at math. And so correct me if I'm wrong, not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, uh, but big loss to the Dallas Cowboys uh, on Sunday night football in Dallas. Off of a short week. Um, where a lot of players coming back from COVID, a lot of players still on the COVID protocol list, a lot of players still injured, had to fill the team nonetheless. And um, there were guys there in Burgundy and Gold. They weren't a football team. They didn't play, at least they didn't play like that against the Cowboys. I have no clue where to start. I don't know whether it's to start with the quarterback play. I don't know whether it's to start with the offensive linemen. I don't know whether it's to start with the defense who seem to only, you know, be very aggressive when they're fighting each other. Um, I don't know whether, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where, to, I don't know where to start. I don't know whether it's to start with the coaching staff. I don't know whether it's to start with the fans, um, but there's a lot to critique. I don't know whether it's to start with those same, you know, custom benches coming from Washington to go to Dallas who plays in a temperature controlled stadium. There's no need for them. I don't know where to start with this team. Um, so what we'll do is we'll toss it up to Kevin and Kevin will tell us where we're going to start. I don't know whether it's Kevin, whether to start with deferring, getting the ball until after that, like, where do you start? I don't know where to start. Well, uh, you know, there is no wrong place to start. <laughs> you know, you just throw a dart up in the air, wherever it lands. I'm going to start with, with the whole COVID situation, because apparently if, if you're an NFL player, COVID isn't a global deadly pandemic. It's sort of like getting a flat tire on your car, right? right? You know, right. you have to drive around with the donut for five days and then boom, it's all forgotten about, man. I don't, you know, even either this thing is real or it isn't real, man. As had, we've been on lockdown for two years for a joke. Was Trump right, right. <laughs> after right. all this time, right? Or is this a serious thing, right? You know, and the fact that they had to, uh, the fact that we're doing this show, you know, combining it with the Eagles game because the game had to be pushed back. And then result, uh, the result of that was the Dallas game had to be pushed back. Quarterback, you know, who, I mean, this is supposed to be a respiratory disease, but then they expect these guys to just go out and play. It mm -hmm. seemed like that something isn't right. We haven't been told the whole story or they're just lying to us or these guys are sick out there playing uh, uh, mm -hmm. playing football. Mm -hmm. So it, there had to be some effect of guys uh, catching the, the disease physically, psychologically. Something had to affect these guys. So I, I uh, can understand that. Having said all that, you're coaching this team and you know that all this has happened and some other things, distractions that we'll refer to in a minute. Why are you going to come out your first play of the game 
and and test one of their best players. I, I don't understand that. We we've said we've said for weeks now that they've been settled on the identity is ground and pound. We're not dash and flash. We're not like that. We have to control the clock, control the tempo in a hostile environment. Why are you going to come out with a quarterback who hasn't played in two weeks and and so deep? That's that's just that's just beyond me. Deferring. Well, you know, what can I say? You know, <laughs> what can I say that, that has not been said? Maybe they'll figure out, they'll say, hmm, this this, this doesn't work. <laughs> it has not worked for us yet. It has not worked for us in two years. Why, 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 why keep doing that? Uh, uh, the benches thing, that that's, you, you wonder who do they listen to? I mean, that was a big thing on social media about the benches and, and this and that, and, and it served as a distraction. And, and but apparently, it was the shiny object that this this organization needs to to, to focus on, <laughs> right? You know, it's not about the play on the field. It's not about the uh, the safety and health of the players. It's it's the shiny objects. And and you said yourself that that uh, Scott Turner, having found an identity with this team, with the running game, found something that works with the ball control was going to be distracted by the shiny off the mm-hmm. shiny offense. And then it went mm-hmm. right back to that. And, and it just was a, a disaster. Yeah. That's now, all by I, the say, way, disaster. I was, I wasn't totally opposed to passing the ball on first down because you just a Dallas offense that had vocalized frustration throughout the week from CD lamb and from Amari Cooper, uh, Dak somewhat firing back and Dak, by the way, uncharacteristically targeting Amari Cooper a lot. And simply leading him into defenders, almost like if you want the ball, I'll get you the ball. You better catch it, even if it's going to get you blown. You know. But anyway, um, uh, uh, stopping that offense because Dallas got the ball first. I, I think they got one first down. Then they had to punt. I wasn't against going deep. I'm against going deep against Diggs. Like, why would you? Why would you go McLaurin? Go Sims. By the way, Sims caught a touchdown over Diggs last game. Go so go Sims. Why are you going McLaurin? I didn't under like that part. I didn't understand. I was I was fine with taking a chance off the break. I don't really have anything to lose. Um, yeah, it's just that. But but that 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 strategy of going right to Diggs, and of course in a in a Diggs way, he gets the interception. You know, first play of the game. It it, it started off bad, and it didn't get any better. I mean, that's just. I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how you can you know describe the way the whole thing went down. I mean, it started off bad, and it just didn't get any better. Where was yeah. the run game? Run the ball. Uh, you know, uh, we talk about it. We talk about, I, and, and I, it was the last show we had with Julie Donaldson, where where I talked, like you said, I talked about the fact that you found an identity, you're finding what works. Uh, you've got players who are injured. Uh, stick to what you know you can do. Run the ball. Why they didn't do it? I have no clue. I have no clue. Yeah, it. You know, even the first play, if the man's covered, don't throw, don't throw the ball to him. Man, Go, you know, live and fight another day. It was just uh, the heads weren't right. It was obvious. You know, I've never played professional sports. I've I've played at various amateur levels, but I've only been involved on the receiving end of two blowouts: one in one in football, one in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, football, it just wasn't clicking. It, it just wasn't clicking, and and it was um, it was one drop pass in the game. I'm not going to mention who dropped it, but but it was a radio host that we're familiar with. And after that, the team just collapsed. It, it, it happened like that. It was just one play, and the team 
just collapsed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just didn't mm-hmm. do it. So, and the official told me after the game, he said, man, after you dropped that pass, uh, the team collapsed. I said, okay, fine, okay. <laughs> I know that I wasn't really causing all the rest of that. I, I was playing offense. I couldn't stop anybody, but it happens. It, it mm-hmm. just, that's the nature of sports, man. It's, uh, especially when you're on a, 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 a psychological high wire, you know, with some happening to uh with with the, with the injuries with the with quarterback with the COVID, with playing a guy off of off of who i guess was driving a school bus or whatever uh mm-hmm. as your starting quarterback uh the, we haven't even mentioned the the, the tragedy with the the shades of evident uh the shades of everest uh everett accident with which uh the young lady lost her life um, you know, that we, these aren't robots. All this stuff has to matter. That's why I was just so puzzled why they didn't, didn't come in with a more settled, settled game approach, conservative. Just let's get into the football game and, and see what happens. But it just, yeah, I just don't see it. I just yeah. don't see it. You, you talk about you talked about so much. Let's, uh, before we even get into, you know, some of the weeds of the Eagles game and the Cowboys game, let's talk a little bit about COVID. Um, you know, when it comes to the stuff, you know, you've got uh, the NHL who suspended or at least halted the season for a, a small period of time. They're back now. Um, who knows if they'll do it again? The NBA having tons of players on the COVID protocol. Uh, same thing with the NFL to where a lot of the leagues now are saying, if these guys are vaccinated and asymptomatic, we're not just going to test them. That doesn't seem like the answer to me, right? Like, it's like, well, you know what? If they're vaccinated and they don't show any symptoms, we just will only test people who admits that they're sick. Like, it's like, <laughs> they're not gonna, like that doesn't seem to be, because by the way, you had mentioned Donald Trump. Wasn't it Donald Trump in the in the height of, of, of the escalation of this thing when things are starting to get terrible, who says, well, the only reason numbers are escalating is because they're <laughs> testing people. If we would just stop testing people, the, the numbers would go down. And, and we laughed at that as a society. Like, did he say what we think he said? And now we've got the major sports league literally doing the same thing or saying that that is a good idea to just stop testing players. And now the numbers are going to go down. Well, I have a theory. I have a theory now. I've, I've been known to uh, embrace a good uh, conspiracy here and there. I, I, I posted a, a theory on Twitter this morning that, the NFL tells the CDC, hey, look, uh, you need money for research and such like that, right? And pay these doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, we're going to give you a, a slice of this fan duel, Caesar's reward, whatever this thing is. We're going <laughs> to give you a slice off the top, right? You can mm-hmm. take it for research. All we need for you to do is to cut back the COVID protocol a little bit and enable us to play these games, right? The more games that are played, the more money you get for, quote, research, Mm -hmm. unquote, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And what I'm saying is a guy in a big pinstripe suit and a big hat <laughs> Tell yeah. them that, right? You know, so yeah, these these people are apparently all in bed with one another, right? Because the you can't if society functioned the way the NFL is functioning, COVID would be over. Apparently, ah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. You know, five so, days come on back. You know, it's the craziest thing. We just <laughs> want to stop testing people, and then the numbers will go down. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. The president, President Trump, did say that, and we scoffed at it. Now it seems to be okay. Because yeah. a game is going to be canceled, or a like game. we have to post, yeah. we have to postpone games or reschedule some stuff, you know. But these guys don't seem to be sick; they're asymptomatic. But what if someone <laughs> who they're playing is not asymptomatic and actually has a serious injury because, or or a serious 
uh, it suffers seriously because they catch COVID from a guy who was asymptomatic. Let's not forget people who are asymptomatic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother them, but they catch it to someone who it does That's bother. The point. Like, Oh, remember, remember last year when Dwayne Haskins went to the party, the, the bachelorette party, whatever it was, and uh-huh. they, the people, the outrage, you know, they, he, he's, he comes to the team with, with, with Ron Rivera. He could infect the coach, you know, run him out of town now. What a selfish sauce. You know, yep. a year later, oh, it's just a cold, let him play. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, there's no rhyme or reason to this thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses, but you got to factor all this into consideration and, and there were, I mean, even before the Philly game, there were reports out of Philly that that uh, that people wanted the uh, Burgundy and Gold penalized because they had so many positive cases because they weren't handling the protocol. Mm. And I said, well, what proof do you have of this? Well, it's obvious. There's a lot of cases. I said, well, no, that's <laughs> cases. That's not proof. Where's the proof? Well, they have so many positive. No, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. You know, everybody, you can't make up your own rules as you go along. Yeah, everybody right. got to play by the same rules. And, and this thing is, 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 we just don't know. We just don't know. With the yeah. Omicron variant, I heard, I listen to BBC World World News a lot because I get, you know, you get only get one limited United States view if you listen to the U.S. <laughs> news. And this is a worldwide situation. Mm-hmm. They said, they said, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, this doesn't appear as serious as other variants. We just don't know yet. We're going to have to observe it. But it doesn't right. seem like it's going to be as serious as the other ones. And then now they're saying the same thing. Yeah, we were right. It's not as serious. We had a spike, but it's going down and it's not nearly as deadly as the other variants. But it's just, you know, some of these things time would tell. But but it. In, in this country, it's, it's our priorities are such as as long as I'm entertained, right. as long as uh, you know, I'm, you know, what, no matter if it's a, uh, no matter if it's a threat to the players, we don't care about that. I'll just let them just quarantine for three days. You know, that'll be all right. They run full speed up and down a hundred yard field. It, it's okay with a respiratory disease. It's right. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, and, and again, we don't mean to get off on a political thing, but then it's, yes, we do, man. Come on, it's the same thing where people who aren't scientists will say, I'm not getting a vaccine until I do more research. Like, well, what is your research? What does, like, carry your, and, and, and I'm, even, I'm even related to people who will say, I, will, I just want to research the vaccines more. Like, 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 you don't even understand what research is. Like, research isn't going online and just reading what people say about it. Like, that's not research. That's just reading about stuff on the internet. Research would be actually having you know, um, uh, uh, particles of COVID and having other antibiotics and things to fight against it, having Petri dishes and microscopes and actually trying to find out what works. That's research. You're not doing research. You're going online and you're trying to find a conspiracy theory that fits your fancy. Like, start with the... Like Kyrie Irving, he's never researched anything before in his life. Like, what are you talking about? Maybe he had a research paper at Duke. Maybe, you know, I've got I, I got family members. Like, you wouldn't even do your research paper in high school. Like, you failed biology. Like, you you don't know you don't know how to do research. And like, we've established that you're good at other things, not not research. Like, I, I don't understand. It's like Kevin, would you if I came to you and said, Kevin, I got this stuff in this in this bottle here in this syringe in this in syringe here. I'm going to shoot it in your arm because it's my research and what's going to help you. You would never take it. You no. know why? No, because no, no, no. Lord, you're good at radio. 
you have good <laughs> research on scientific stuff. Like, I don't like you, you know, you're not, you know, you could oh, it's like people will say they want to do their research and they couldn't pass a biology 101 <laughs> test today if they took one. They couldn't pass a chemistry test. They couldn't, they couldn't even get into college without having to take remedial <laughs> classes at PG Community College. And by the way, I took remedial classes at PG Community College. So it's no knock on that. It's just you couldn't do this on a university level. So why do you why would you even trust yourself to yourself oh, with your own research? You don't oh, you just read stuff online. I'm sorry, yeah. I just had to vent because we No, no, it's fine. That's fine. There's so many we were around some people, not around others, because they had to do their research on the vaccine. And I'm like, if you're not vaccinated, I don't want to be around you. And well, I gotta do my own research. What do you know about? Do you have a? Do you own a microscope? Do you own petri dishes? Can you get your hands on 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 bi- <laughs> a, 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 atomic cells of the of of, of the, of the Omicron variant? And can you get your hands on some? Oh man, <laughs> no. and, and do experiments to see how to fight it. If you can't do that, then you, you're not researching. You're just reading online no. what people think. I had a vision of a dude in, in a in a in a three bedroom apartment on Good Hope Road with a joint in one hand and a test tube in the other said, man, <laughs> this don't look right. <laughs> right. It's crazy. You know how to, you know how to cut cocaine, but you don't know how to like, come on with this. This is ridiculous. You, you know how to do all of that, <laughs> but you can't, you don't know how to research this stuff. <sighs> man, look, you're trying to make me cough and we can't do that because people anyway. go crazy. Yeah. They think they can't listen yeah. to the show because <sighs> man, but that's where we are. Anyway. That's that's exactly where we are. People would rather listen to Nicki Minaj say, I'm doing my research because I wear little or no clothes and I got a monotone voice, but you should listen <laughs> to me. You know, listen to me. Yeah. Right? I don't care what you doctors and scientists say, right? Good it's, God almighty. Oh right, All right, right. Anyway. So so whatever I get from the NFL, and, and I told you, we talked to Julie about this, right? I read the protocol. It seemed to be very thorough mm-hmm. at the time that they wrote it. But right. see, here's the thing. Omicron read the protocol, too. Right? Yes. And that's how the virus works. But life will seek out life. It tried to adapt. That's how we get the variants. We get more vaccination, more immunity, less variants. This thing will try and eventually we'll give up. It takes time, people. Just hang in there, get the shot, get the booster, and, you know, go with science. You know, go with science. Or do your own research. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Do your own research. (laughs) Anyhow, so let's start with let's start with uh, what we observed from the so the Eagles game feels like it was a month ago. The Johnson interview feels like it was a month ago. Um, Heading into the Eagles game, of course, I had to get pushed back to Tuesday. Um, Garrett Gilbert, who, by the way, a Cowboys fan or two that I know, were very upset that Garrett Gilbert, number one, didn't get more starts for Dallas last year, and number two, wasn't the backup quarterback heading into this year. Um, because even over Andy Dalton, he was the only one who seemed to have life and knew what to do with the football when it was in his hands. Right, um, right. Didn't play bad against 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 uh, uh, the Eagles. And Kevin, you'll know this because I was texting you. I'm a fan of Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, I'm a yeah. fan, uh, like most, like a lot of like a few Cowboys fans I know, like the guy. He can play. He shows energy. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, he didn't screw up the moment is not too big for him it's just you know to, he, in a situation similar to uh taylor heineke uh, uh was on the, was on he didn't make his debut on the um uh 
nationally televised game when he was with Dallas. But when we watched him in Dallas, the moment didn't seem too big for him, right? He, right. he had that, that, that passion, that fire, and enjoyed playing the game. That was obvious, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in this game, I observed him. He was cool. He didn't care. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not like he wanted to win, but it was like it was just like practice to him. And when you get to that point where playing in the game is just like playing in practice, you're cool. Uh, I think they could have called a better game for him. I mean, for a guy to come in off the street and throw a couple of touchdown passes, who, mm-hmm. who can do that? Right. <laughs> you know, right. who can do it? Uh, the problem was they gave up uh, like 4,000 yards of offense uh, to the Eagles. They just, they, for some reason, uh, well, you know, uh, the, the injury thing, the uh, protocol thing, they, the, the people they were bringing up just weren't good enough. And mm-hmm. Philadelphia took advantage of it. You had a well-rested Philly team, hadn't played in almost two weeks, had a chance for their bumps and bruises to heal. And um, they, they just out-muscled out, out, out the team. They just out I, I thought the philosophy would be in a case like this, the same type thing. Um, keep the ball on the ground, short passes, control the ball, try to control the clock. They, they apparently can't do that. Someone stole that page of Scott Turner's playbook. So, um, <laughs> and uh, Jalen Hurts is getting better. People, they, he's not the, you know, let's, let's not forget when this guy couldn't play the game, he scored two touchdowns on us last year in the <laughs> game. <laughs> when, he, when he couldn't, when they was having turmoil at the quarterback position, they just put Jalen Hurts out there because they needed a guy. He still mm-hmm. scored two touchdowns. And Philly said, whoa, let's let this guy out of the game. If it wasn't for Philly, we wouldn't have made the playoffs last year because mm-hmm. Peterson mm-hmm. took out Hurts. Um, so this guy's going to be a record. He's going to be something to reckon with for years to come in, 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 the, uh, in the NFC East. Well, what's um, crazy is, I look, you know, you talk about that. If I could just divert for a second, you look at Jalen Hurts, young guy, struggled at, at first, getting better, and you can see on the field now. Same thing with uh, Tua there in, 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 in Miami. You know, uh, lots of folks, I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he can do it. Stick with him, getting better. We had a young quarterback here that played very well in college, struggled early, but you saw some promise. And, like, maybe if they just stuck with him, who knows where he'd be at now. Uh, oh, yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, we had yeah, a guy yeah. like that, but just wasn't patient enough. And, and, and again, you'll never hear me say that he wasn't immature, did some boneheaded things. Of course, I was one of the ones who was like, take those earrings off, number one. Right, right, number two, right, right. stop taking selfies with fans and go out there and kneel the ball, you know, for your first NFL win. But at the same time, does that mean you should get rid of him? Now, I'm not in practice. I don't know what goes on in the locker room. But it seemed to me like it was a kind of let go of him a little too early before he had a chance to develop. Oh yeah, that was that was a, a that was a Ron thing when he was back when he was listening to 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 the fans. Ron seems to listen to the fans when he wants to, but when he doesn't want to, he doesn't listen to anybody. Oh yeah, by the way, I thought the Sophie thing was fabulous because his team was down for so long, and there was a shining moment. They they could anybody could have could have taken that snap. Yeah, they, right, just, right. they could have sent a lineman out there, take the snap and kneel. They could have done that. <laughs> but but no, no, they want, you know, they want to make an issue. But uh, that's when the and the press tried to get involved, asking the coach. At first the coach thought it was cool. Then the next time I'm gonna tell him not to do it again. I said, well, wait a minute, man. You already said it was cool. That was my first indication something's wrong here. But uh then moving ahead, now, I didn't I didn't mention this earlier. I actually had the uh privilege, as we now put it, to uh, produce the Washington Wizards game with uh, Dave Johnson again Glenn Consort. Nice. And you know, it wasn't uh it wasn't a uh, great game. They got they got uh blown out. As a matter of fact, they lost like 16. It looked like it was going to be a, a blowout, but, you know, Bradley Beal was out uh, under uh, the NBA COVID protocol, and um, 
It just it was one of those nights we were talking about uh, blowouts before. It just wasn't clicking. And one of their best players, uh, Trez Harrell, got ejected for having two texts against <laughs> uh, Joel Embiid. Um, but, I'll, you know, uh, change the subject for a minute. I love the way this guy plays because he plays with energy. He plays Mark the sport with the passion. Yes. Okay, Montrez. Okay. Yeah, Montrez. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care with Joel Embiid, right? Because right. Uh, he stopped them. Um, it was it was a hard foul, but it wasn't a dirty foul. Like, he he wrapped them up when he was going to the basket, and Embiid pushed them, and he pushed Embiid back. So they called it double tech, mm-hmm. and, and, and which was cool. And about three minutes later, Something happened, uh, and he filed and be no Harold filed and be, and the pointed his finger at him, and and Harold like did like a get out of my face motion and made contact, called check on Harold but not on MB for taunting, mm-hmm. and so Harold got ejected right, but but. I'm saying all this to say like we was involved with Dave Johnson. Dave was very complimentary, by the way, he was saying how tough it was, you know, to do the gig. I appreciate that. You know, I'm recording the game at home. After the game, I turn on the television in the studio, 21 nothing, uh, 14, right. 21 nothing, first quarter. So, what? <laughs> so I immediately turn it off. Yeah. I immediately turn it off. I don't want to know them. I'm going home and look at all this and see what happened, right? And then I see you and Rodney like sending text messages and, and I'm laughing. And I'm, what is going on here, right? I'm puzzled. I turn on the game in the car, listen to Bram and Julie and uh, yeah, yeah, D'Angelo. And they're shaking. You can see them shaking their heads in the booth. There's confusion in the booth. All of them talking at the same time, you know. <laughs> I don't know nothing. And, and <laughs> a chaos. Yeah, it's almost halftime. I hear Bram say, Bram say, oh God, they gave the, the ball to the Cowboys with too much time left. They might score again. Mm-hmm. I said, no, they score again. It makes it 40. So- what? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so then I had to come home. And then knowing what's happening, I had to come home and start the game from the beginning because I know we had to do this show, right? You, right. you know, so it's. It, it 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 defies. My wife asked me what we were going to talk about today, and I said, "Your guess is good as mine." You know, how can you explain that? <laughs> how can one explain what happened? Right? You know, right? right. You know, what we've said in this first segment is not. It's, it's just we we just gave like you you land up uh, perfectly. All these things that you've listed at the opening of the show mm-hmm. were factors. Right. And if you have so many factors, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of not, things that went into the loss. I mean, it's yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it was bad. When we come back, we're going to do fake news or not, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Federal Power Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, uh, and also anywhere where you get your podcast. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. 
Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on 1500 AM and anywhere where you get your fine podcasts. He's fine podcasts. I'm Claude. And here, so we talked a lot in the first segment about a lot of different things. One thing we didn't address about the game wasn't anything uh, uh, on the field of play, but on the sidelines uh, between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Because, you know, if you can't hit the opposite player, hit your own player. That seems to be what, what, what <laughs> that seems to yeah, be yeah, yeah. the right thing to do. And I get it. Frustrations boiling over. Apparently, there were frustrations from even the Philadelphia game. And these guys started jawing off at each other. Deron Payne, from where cameras picked up, stood up and put his finger in Jonathan Allen's face and touched him. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing you don't do. Right. Allen then stands up and swings at Payne, purposely missed, because he's so close to him. If he wanted to hit him, he would have hit him. But he purposely missed, almost as a way to kind of just get him to back up off of him a little bit. And then Deron Payne, visibly shaken by the whole incident, is just mad, you know, and and and, and like shaking on the sideline, so angry. And Allen goes in and plays. the Payne took maybe one or two more snaps, didn't play the rest of the game. Um, I don't know what happened. Everybody's closed-lipped about it. Um, it would be great to hear what led up to this, uh, you know, because these two guys not just have been teammates professionally, but played together at Alabama, too. So they spend a lot of time winning and dominating together. Um, right, right, right. I just wonder what happened there, you know, but I haven't heard much. Well, interestingly to me, now I know this, you know, it's a nationally televised game. There's a million cameras. It's Jerry World. But it's interesting to me how NBC just happened to catch that shot so perfectly where mm-hmm. they were like centered and, and it was almost like, you know, a fight on three, ready, break, you know. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take exception to a couple of things. Number I think that that Allen really wanted to hit him, but he just can't because he has those shoulder pads and stuff on him. Right? They're, they're, they're restrictive, <laughs> right? You know, he swung, he was aiming for jaw, but he got, you know, he got maybe needs some cha- equipment change. And then you got yeah, those right. tight designer NFL jerseys and stuff. They're not designed for fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after the post game, the, 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 it was, uh, you know, a topic of conversation. And I heard in both interviews and they pretty much said the same thing and said, Hey, it was just something between brothers. And, and as a matter of fact, I believe it was Duran to asked the reporter, Hey, do you have a brother? The reporter happened to say, yeah. He said, have you all ever fought? He said, yeah. He said, well, okay then, <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. I, I can accept that. Cause I, you know, I, I have brothers. I know you have brothers and you know, it happens like that between brothers sometimes. Right. You know, I know we fought, but I don't remember any of them, but uh, it's to me, that's just a symptom of a larger problem. And, and that is the 
the lack of unity on this team. You know, everybody wants to win, but but they have to be united in the way they go about winning. You know, it's we can't be the only one that thinks that that the uh, the run game was the key to victory for this, right? You know, they got to disagree with that. Jack Del Rio has. Uh, we were disappointed with the defense, which was supposed to be the foundation of this team at the beginning of the year. They, they really showed nothing, right. and they've had some injuries. And with the COVID situation, they've, they've gotten worse. You know, it all it all came to a head last, uh, uh, Sunday night, and they just they couldn't stop the Cowboys, and and they were embarrassed. The guys got embarrassed, and and emotions bubbled over, and it resulted in in. Uh, what we saw now, what disturbs me about that is these are the two biggest guys on the team, and they were too easily separated. You, you, you know, right? If yeah, guys, yeah. If it's two guys are full of passion. They have to break these guys up. And yeah, you should have to take two or three linemen to break these guys up, man. Right, it was just yeah. too easy. I mean, these are heavyweights here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these yeah, guys yeah, are yeah, big yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so something was something was up with that. They didn't really want to fight. It was just all came to a head and. Now this I, this has to be the low point. This has to be the low point of the team, right? They're embarrassed by it. Uh, uh, the coaches are embarrassed by it. What Ron Rivera said, he didn't know till later. Nobody told him till later, which that disturbs me because if you're the head coach, that's something that has to be addressed immediately. Right, right, right. right. You know, you need to come you know, talk to these dudes because they. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me stop this car. Something right, you got to right, come right, talk right, right. Yeah, to these yeah. dudes as the head coach. Then you talk to the defensive coordinator <laughs> and say, right, "Hey, look." Right do something about this, right? You know, there, there's certain things that, that there's certain actions that weren't taken that I found a little troubling, but that's, that's where we are right now. You that's know? where we are right now. And where we are right now in the show is America's favorite segment. It's yes. not fake news or not. Not, 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 exactly. not. I've got three <laughs> statements coming out of Washington regarding the football team. Kevin Stanfield lets me know whether it's fake news or not. Uh, statement number one. Despite the fact that they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, the team's eliminated from the playoffs. Fake news or not? That's fake news, man. Let me tell you okay. why. That's fake news. You remember the movie Endgame, right? You know, mm-hmm. at some point uh, during the before, even before Endgame in uh, in uh, Infinity Wars, uh, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, uh, also known as Iron Man, were, were going over the scenarios, and Doctor Strange told them. You know, there's 47 billion 572 scenarios with us fighting him. And they said, Well, how many do we win in? And they said, One. <laughs> there's one way. There's always one way, right? So there is one way, and things could align perfectly, and that could happen. And I'm not going to give up hope. I'm not going to give up hope when, when they start locking down the playoff berths. But that's all contingent on this team getting a grip on things and winning from here on out, right? You know, right. they got to play the win and then hope, you know, they had the destiny in their hands, they dropped it. So now they got to play the win and hope destiny does them a favor, right? You know, so I'm, I'm going to say that's fake news. There's always hope. Keep hope alive. But there's one way. And, <laughs> and that's the win. Yeah, and by beating by beating the Eagles next week, you put yourself in a better position. You got to win these games and yes. see where you know, the, the, the chips fall, you know, yes, uh, statement right. number two for fake news or not during the month, uh, the Sunday night broadcast, Chris Collinsworth, uh, it's not an exact quote, but he said something along the lines of it's time to be done with the whole Taylor Heineke thing. And it's time to get you a franchise quarterback. He says, you know, when you look at these guys who are in the Super Bowl, these guys in the playoffs, you're talking Rogers, you're talking Brady. Um, you know, he said, you, you look at, um, 
uh, even in in San Diego, where you've got shot, you got a shot, and you've got you know Herbert. You talk, you're talking Mahomes and and guys. That Heineke is just not that guy, and it's time to move forward. Is it time to address the quarterback position, or is it okay to stick with Heineke right now? Which I That's... guess isn't really a fair fake news or not question. The the state statement. The statement would be Chris Collinsworth is right. It's time to move on. Uh, no, that's news. That's okay. news. But it's, okay. it's news in the sense of uh, uh, Taylor Heineke has shown that he can play in the league. And who knows uh, how effective he'll be with a system that's designed specifically for him. He's been, he's been playing. Uh, let me tell another story about myself. <laughs> my, my very first day of football practice in high school, I didn't have any cleats. So I went to practice in Chuck Taylor's on the grass football field. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. One right. of my friends, the starting starting uh, linebacker on the team, Kenneth Newby, he said, "Man, they ain't gonna they, they ain't gonna work, man. I let you use my cleats." At the time, at the time, I wore size twelve. Kenneth Newby wore size eleven. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I went I went to the whole next day of practice in a pair of cleats that. They were too small for me. They weren't for me. They weren't my size. They didn't fit me. And I did the best I could, but I just couldn't do it with, with shoes that weren't for me, right? And that's what Taylor Heineck, that's the same situation he's in. He's in a team that's not designed for him. He, he's he's running an offense that's not designed for him, and he's doing the best he can. But until he, he's in a situation with a quarterback, he's backing up a quarterback that's similar to him, Right, uh, right. You know, he's running. He, he, he's not. He's limited. He's going to be limited as you know, with his physical ability and with the right. offense and with and you know what he has to do. Right. You saw Taylor Heineke with Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Yes, yes. Um, you know, he was very effective then, right? Because he he didn't have to be pinpoint accurate. Logan Thomas could jump. He could reach. You know, he's a big target. Right. Without him, it was, it was a different guy. So um, there's time to move on. But but what we've gained in the past two years is we've gained an experienced backup. If the right. team looks at it like that, and, and what um, and what uh, Taylor Haneke has gained, he's, he's just gained a job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's going to be around because somebody's going to hire him, you know. Oh, 100%. Somebody's, yeah, yeah. And, but and as far as this team, yeah. yeah I, and, and, I, and, I, and I think he's a good bridge quarterback. Here's why I think that that might be fake news. Only because um, fake news in the fact that I don't think he's the franchise quarterback Fake news in the fact that I don't think you have to be done with him. I think you can use him as you continue to build the team. You know, absolutely, you draft, absolutely. You draft a young quarterback. I think I think that there's a whole class of quarterbacks now, from your know, Marcus Mariota's and and guys like him, that the team doesn't even have Teddy Bridgewater. Don't have to worry about going after these kind of guys. Have Heineke as your bridge quarterback, and you can draft a guy, try to get a young guy. You don't have to worry about Mitch Trubisky coming out of you know Buffalo from backing up uh, the other guy, Josh Allen. Like, no, no, no. You don't have to worry about getting one of those guys to be the bridge. You've got a bridge guy who for at least, I would even say two years, as you build around him, can bring some success here. And then when if you if and then if then you feel like you're one quarterback away. Then there might be time. So I, I think I think it's fake news only because of those reasons. There, you know, what's, what's interesting about that is this is a conversation we had before the draft, <laughs> right? Yeah. We know if yeah. they had looked at it like that, then instead mm-hmm. of going after Ryan Fitzpatrick for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, you knew or even Matthew knew, Fitzpatrick, because I keep it, yeah, 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 the golfer, <laughs> yeah, go after him. You know, you knew what you had in Fitzpatrick. I remember perfectly. I remember saying, you know what you got in Fitz. Why don't you want more? 
Right. Because that's all you wanted. Stay mm-hmm. with Heineke, draft a kid, develop him, let the guys actually compete for the starting job. Mm-hmm. That's something else. That's something that you don't see nowadays, right? But but they didn't see it that way. And this is a danger of having your head coach be your personnel guy too, because you only you only see things your way. You can only right. see things your way, no matter what you're imagining. If you're not that uh, empath, you can only see things your way. But I. I I think that they're past that now. I think that it has to be, they have to get a quarterback, mm-hmm. but this is not the organization to develop a young quarterback. Um, no, it's not. You know, this is not. So that, that does concern me. It's going to have to be somebody that falls into their lap. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and, and who knows? I mean, you got, you got a, a general managers that work for the head coach. Why are they there? If the head coach is going to make the decision anyway, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it doesn't, they, they need a complete uh, restructuring, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they need to shake it up. Yeah, yeah. that's news. Uh, statement number three in fake news uh, or not, Kevin, uh, is you had mentioned, you know, uh, coaches. I heard on our friend Andy Poland's uh, show here in D.C., he, he said, you know, if you take out the four, the two four-game winning streaks that Ron Rivera had, you know, the one four-game winning streak last year, the one this year, that the team's record really just isn't that good. That That, you know, yes – character and bringing back a seriousness and you respect the coach, but the team just hasn't been good under, under Rivera. Fake news or not? Um, that's news. <laughs> that's absolutely news, you know, and going back, you look at his record uh, in Carolina, which was decent, but you take Cam Newton out of that equation and, and, and the research becomes a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The research, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Ron uh, came, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of guy. I know Joe Gibbs uh, uh, recommended him, and mm-hmm. and to this day, the only person there's only one person on this earth I've ever heard bad mouth bad mouth Joe Gibbs, and that's Lavar Arrington. Which you know, I yeah. take that with for what it's worth, right? Lavar you know, also so, acts like he's a DC guy, like he was born and raised here. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is his city, and like get out of here with that. Nobody, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. He was one, he's. LeVar Arrington and Chase Young, the, the similarities are, are, are kind of eerie at, the, at yeah. this point. And scary if you're a Washington football, fan, <laughs> uh, yeah. a football, Washington football team fan. Scary. Yeah. Hey, you heard it first right here, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's Okay, but we digress. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's, that's news. That's news. Ron, Ron's got something to prove here. And you can't always blame the p- players because if everybody had all, all pro players, why, you know, they, they should pay you less money. <laughs> you right. know, if you right. if you have a team of first round draft picks, which excuse me, what the the defensive coordinator has, <laughs> you know, your job should be easier. If you get you can name, he's got five first round picks in the front seven. You know, right. Right. why aren't you? <laughs> you know, that's yes, yes, and and you're right. You're absolutely right. Andy Poland is absolutely right. His record is not that good. The record of his coordinators uh, is not that good. Um, you know, they're going to have to, you can't keep blaming the lack of talent because after last season, you're the one that started bringing the talent in and mm-hmm. people don't produce. It was because you picked a guy that doesn't produce. Right, so right, yeah, right, right. that's news. That's way, absolutely. Talking about last year, this is one of the things that we had shared on the show is that, you know, with all the excitement of getting to the playoffs unexpectedly, um, taking Tom Brady and the Buccaneers down to the wire with Heineke. Let's just not forget that the team was still seven and nine. Right. Um, you had a team in Dallas whose quarterback was hurt. 
Um, and the the second and third and fourth guy just wasn't anywhere near good enough to 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 to, to play that position. And you have a Giants team and an Eagles team who was rebuilding. So to get in at seven and nine, yes, you got in and won the division. But just remember, at seven and nine, and we and we we said that on the show, and we get how people were excited. But let's just not forget, like the, yeah, the, yeah. the conditions by which they got in. Absolutely, but there's still a chance. Still a chance. Still a chance. Yeah, they're not mathematically uh, eliminated. <laughs> Coming back after the break, Kevin and I are going to wrap up the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. 1500 AM and anywhere you get your fine podcasts. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise. Of battles won. Hi, I'm Albert Pujols. And I'm Deidre Pujols. And we made it our mission to strike out slavery. Did you know that millions of people, many who are in vulnerable populations, are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion? And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. Freedom to live our life. The freedom to pursue our dreams. The freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us. Join baseball fans. Join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. Welcome back to the final segment of the final Federal Football Report of 2021. He's Kevin. I'm Claude. Kevin, we just had Christmas. Let's not talk about the football team right now. Uh, 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 How was Christmas in the Stanfield home? It was magnificent, man. It was magnificent. Our tradition has always been, uh, since we both have rather large extended families, uh, that we in the Stanford household will host um, uh, Christmas Eve dinner, and we invite everybody, but predominantly... Wait a minute. Okay, three, two, one. We invite everybody, but predominantly it would be for my side of the family, my aunts and cousins and so on and so forth. Uh, With the Omicron variant, we had to adjust um, because one of my daughters actually is a school teacher and she tested positive, was asymptomatic. Oh, get out of here. Tested positive about about two weeks ago. Okay, so we, you know, when I contacted everybody to say, you all still want to do the gathering because I'm still going to cook? They said, yeah. And then, you know, I was... I did the right thing. And I said, oh, by the way, uh, you know, my daughter <laughs> was positive for, you know, she's been in quarantine. She's coming off of quarantine. I just wanted you to know that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had a handful of people that said, look, thank you so much. 
you know, we, we got, you know, some illnesses in the family, so on. We think that, you know, we're going to pass on this one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that's the way. And, and I said, I understand. And, to, and and each one of them that said that got back to me and said, man, it was so cool that you reached out and told us that. 100%. So many absolutely. people, <laughs> I, and I could, yeah, I can't see people not doing that. But that's how we got into this mess. I have a cousin. I don't mean to interrupt you. I have a cousin in Ohio who literally was had 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 COVID and and was saying uh my wife Sierra checked in with her and said how you feeling hey I'm feeling a little better I think I'll be able to go to my friend's birthday party this weekend it's like whoa 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 it doesn't matter how <laughs> if you feel better right tested positive you have it you need to get two negative tests before you go to this party right. yeah, but I feel better like yeah no, don't you work still, like that. You, you have it you have it <laughs> You okay. Anyway. Like you give you give the present you don't want to give. Yeah. So that that I um I uh I did fried turkeys at my neighbor's house because my outlet isn't working. He'd never had a fried turkey before. So I said, "Look at him. I got a deal for you. Let me use your electrical outlet. I'll fry you a turkey." Now I've been seeing a lot of um crazy videos on Instagram about <laughs> fried turkeys go wrong. How do you yeah. do this the right way, Kevin? There's only one way to well. There's there's only one wrong way. That's to cook a a frozen turkey, they had to be room temperature. That's the main thing. It has to be room temperature. And you got to take all that goop out of it, you know, the good yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. And when you when you lower it into the oil, well, you got to practice. You got to take a pan. Well, I do an electric one, so it's a little different. You, you put the turkey in the pan, then cover it with water. So it's completely immersed. And then you take the turkey out. In a theory of displacement, the water that's left is the same amount of oil you need. So you don't, you know, so that way you don't put too much oil in it. So you fill, <laughs> yeah, when you're filling it, you fill it up to that water line. And then the third key is when you uh, immerse the turkey, you have to do it like an inch at a time. Put an inch in, immerse an inch, pull it out. Then immerse two inches, pull it out. Oh. Then immerse three inches, pull it out. Because that way it's not, the turkey doesn't go in the shop and just kick the oil back out at you <laughs> and all that, right? It's a gradual change. Although the turkey is dead, we don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's how you do it. We don't, you know, we practice safety first in the stand for the household. Yes, sir. And uh, let me, okay, and, and uh, Christmas Day was uh, just about the family. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, my, my, t- my kids are all adults, and I bought, you know, at least 25 years of Christmas presents for all of them. So this year they got, all, they got adult presents, a uh, TV, a deep fryer, and a juicer. So, nice. And nice. then there was a granddaughter who got everything imaginable. Any, everything she wanted. I know. Anything, Any and everything. Anything and everything. <laughs> and she handled it well. She handled it well. She stacked up the ones she didn't want to play with right then mm-hmm. and stacked up the ones she did want to play with and proceeded to have a good time. Oh, good for her. Good for yes, her. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. We had, what about your household? Yeah. We had a good time as well. Um, a couple. So let's see what what is <laughs> how it all went down. Uh, Friday. Uh, so the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Eve, we know we had my goddaughter over and Manny's godmother came over. We played games. That's been our little tradition on, on the uh, uh, the day before Christmas Eve, and, and uh-huh. we had a good time, ate some good food. Then Christmas Eve, my sister in law, uh, her son Mason, my nephew, and um, my mother in law came over to the house and stayed the night. Uh, and, and woke up Christmas morning. We had breakfast and exchanged gifts and stuff like that. So that was fun. Then we went to my mom's house. Um, and my mom is like, Miss Christmas. She loves uh-huh. Christmas. She does stuff with the grandkids. Always try to make Christmas special for us. We put together a little tribute video for her. Um, and so, of course, you know, she's crying as she's watching it Christmas night. And, 
my nieces are crying and my sister's got tears and stuff like that. So that was really cool. We did, we did that. So Christmas was kind of cool. This year marks the year where Manny found out that there was no Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here, so what ended up happening was um, uh, usually what happens, he leaves, he leaves cookies and milk and a, and a note for Santa. And Santa right. always leaves his gifts besides the cookies, beside the cookies. And he responds to the note. Uh-huh. This year, and by Santa responds to it, I respond to it. Uh, this year, I went out to the car to get like the, the gift from Santa when Manny was asleep, and Sierra decided to write the note. Manny, and you've seen Manny, he's a smart yes. little kid. Manny, yes, yes. He noticed differences in the letter. And so he looks, <laughs> he's looking at it, and he actually so asked his mom, Mom, are you sure Santa left this letter? And like, Dad didn't write this, or you didn't write this? He's like, No, Santa left it. And so he says, Well, she said, Why are you asking that? He says, Well, because you know, this letter says, hey, Manny, when Santa usually says, dear Manny. And then also here, Santa put a smiley face. Santa's never put a smiley face on it. This letter has parentheses in it. Santa never uses parentheses. And you've got three dots here at the end of a sentence, and he doesn't do that. Like, why? And so he's like, okay, you know what? Santa didn't write the letter. And then he's like, so wait. But the, the, the cute thing about it was... Santa not writing a letter wasn't didn't give him a clue about Santa not being real. When he when Santa when he found out Santa didn't write the letter, uh, he said he said um, he said so wait Santa didn't visit our house this year. I didn't get anything, but I've been nice to people. I've been nice. <laughs> and he said no no no. So we explained the whole thing to him. He was a little disappointed, but he said you know what the next year I'm going to be Santa Claus for you guys and give you guys oh, all right when all right. you go to sleep. He said all right. That's what I'm talking about. So, That's yeah. Manny. So you know Manny he's going to have a TV show man. CSI yeah. Manny. I mean yeah. you know Manny he, I mean, he broke it down. He broke he it down. He looked at the handwriting and the, just the pattern. He said this is not Santa's pattern of writing to me. So. <laughs> There you go. Now, now, if you need some research, ladies and gentlemen, on COVID, get Manny to do the research for you. Yeah, you know. Manny, not Kyrie fact, Irving. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because all the Manny online are going to YouTube and look to see who says what about it. Fauci and Manny, I can see yeah. that happening. Get, yeah. get those guys. <laughs> That's the federal report, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great year, Kevin. Always wonderful. Uh, but we've got more football to go, and there is still hope. We'll see what happens with the Washington football team, and we'll catch up next week, guys on the Federal Football Report of Federal News Network. Happy New Year.